what it is how's it going everybody today we're gonna be talking about serial mom another retro review talking about kathleen turner and all these other cast members people i don't remember the names of right now oh matthew lillard he's here too i mean he's not on the the podcast but he's he's gonna be talked about you get what i'm saying the point is we're gonna talk about all the crazy stuff going on in this dark comedy movie and you're gonna have a good time listening to us i'm sure you will because we're gonna have a good time so sit back relax grab your snacks and enjoy the first ones to die you are now listening to the first ones to die the first ones to die What's up, everyone? Welcome to The First Ones to Die. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. I feel like I always say Alex and Jerome. Maybe let's 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 say Talk Jerome and order. Alex this time. Okay, yeah, I guess. But then shouldn't you be introducing the, the show then if it's in alphabetical order and then say Jerome and Jonathan? I think you're thinking too much about this. Anyway, let's talk about Serial Mom, okay? That is the thing that we are talking about today. We're doing a retro review because (laughs) your boy won trivia a couple weeks ago. It feels like it was um, many moons ago, but I won trivia. So my movie choice was Serial Mom. I'm coming for the belt round three. I'm going to get it back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still kind of involved. Yeah, you need to let Alex win one of these times. No, we don't need to let let her win. win. Just let me win. I win. Square. (laughs) Anyway, continue with the introduction. (laughs) That was pretty much it. But Serial Mom, um, basically, the reason why I chose this movie is because the last time I had watched it was maybe 10 years ago on TV. Little did I know that the TV version that I watched 10 years ago was going to be way different than the version I watched now, today. Uh, But it's from 1994. The genre is comedy, crime, dark comedy, thriller. And uh, it's directed by John Waters, starring Kathleen Turner, Sam Waterston, Ricky Lake, Matthew Lillard. And uh, IMDb describes it as, she's the perfect all-American parent a great cook and homemaker, a devoted recycler, and a woman who will literally kill to keep her children happy. So that sounds like a a perfect plot to a movie that we'd love to discuss. Uh, I'm dying, literally, to hear your guys' thoughts on it. So, Alex. You're dying? Wait, I just want to know real quick, what was the difference in the films? Well, this version is re- uh if you watch the version not on TV, it's it's rated TV. R. So I'm sure they d- they took some things out. Well, first of all, all the nudity is probably cut out on TV. Um, that's fair. But it was like yeah. the 90s. I mean, they like that's when they let everything slide. Not no, the 90s. It was like in the 90s. The the version that I saw on TV was like a syndicated version on a random channel and they cut out they would cut out like the cuss words. I didn't know there was this much swearing in the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of F-bombs um, in this. There was a lot of swearing. I was yes. surprised by that. That shocked me more than anything. Um, <laughs> a lot of swearing, some nudity. So I didn't I I did not know that all of that was present in the movie. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um it was 
And, oh, and this is this is the non-spoiler part. Anyway. Oh, non-spoiler is, part, right? Yeah, this is the non-spoiler part for for anyone who's new. To spoil a movie from like 1994. Yes, That's two years old. Look, kitty. This movie uh, came out like the the month before my birthday. Anyways, it was a few days after my birthday. Um, it was it was an interesting film. Uh, don't think I was expecting it to be the way it was as we just talked about with all the nudity and stuff um because they were trying to i thought they were trying to like they established a whole like middle class suburban family type deal um but it was it was actually pretty good too because i like the way i'm trying to think of how not to spoil -spoiler. it beverly the main character her name <laughs> How she can suddenly flip a switch, but still she's kind of weirdly the same person when she murders people. Like, she still has a presence of who she is. And I think they did that really well with her, and I liked that a lot. So, it was a pretty good movie, I think, for the era it was created in. <laughs> I will say that much, though. <laughs> but. Jerome, how about you? Uh, I like it. I don't love this movie, only because I think... Uh, this for me feels like uh, uh, not as fun, not as uh, detailed version of the cable guy. In fact, you I watched this on YouTube, and YouTube the next movie under the recommended tab after watching this was the Cable Guy, uh, starring oh. Jim Carrey, um, which is also a dark comedy. Uh, not know so much about a killer, but definitely like a stalker. Um, but I, you know, there I at the cable guy. You still kind of it hits a point near the end where you kind of feel for the cable guy. So I was like, oh man, this is like hit me a little bit in the feels. But also, uh, it's it's a it's very funny. This movie, I I didn't feel for pretty pretty much anybody. <laughs> um, but that being said, though, it is super fun. This is a fun movie, and I really enjoyed it on that level. Um, I was shocked at the rated R rating. I didn't expect it to be this rated R. Like they say some very like rude words and and then like on top of that, like some of the kills are jacked up. Like there's a lot of nudity <laughs> in this, like a lot of nudity. Um it's it's just this movie is crazy. Um I it was it's the first movie where I honestly did not know what was going to happen next and there's multiple times i was checking the time code to be like how much more movie you got left there's an hour left i feel like this is the end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it, it kept surprising me uh in such fantastic ways and it's been very it's been a minute since i've watched like a straight dark comedy that really understands that the key word is dark <laughs> uh in there um so, you know, and acting wise, I think everyone does a great job here in the comedy department. They're all very funny. Uh, they do their roles very well. Um, fun fact, this is Matthew Lillard's first movie. It was the first oh. film he ever did. Uh, and uh, I also love there's a reference in here to a short story that I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's really funny. Um that they threw that in there. That feels like a nice like nod, like a tip of the hat to people who know what it is. So we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. But uh, overall, 
I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. I had a fun time. Yeah. Um, for me, so like I said, this was this was probably my I think my third time watching the movie, but first time watching the rated R version as is rather than the version on TV. And also my first time, again, in about 10 years watching it. So I'm watching it as an adult versus versus as a teenager. And I, I fully enjoyed it. And I had a great time watching it. I laughed uh, at multiple points. Also, Kathleen Turner killed it, literally and figuratively. I thought the way that she was able to embody that type of character the way that she was able to you know make her face convey you were really able to know what she was thinking in every single moment because of her facial expressions Mm. and you could just see when she was about to kill somebody it was pretty obvious when she was about to kill somebody but her facial expressions just uh further enhanced that and uh, i really appreciated that and i'm i am i'm glad i picked the movie because it was just i i thought it was was fun um so now let's get into spoilers if you have not watched this movie in the past 26 years 27 years then um you might want to click off i don't know but if 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 you want to stick with us we're going to discuss spoilers why am i even saying this let's just get into it okay they've been warned <laughs> you, also you've been, you've been for warned. the visual people i disappeared for a second because speaking of blood i kind of hurt myself a little bit oh are uh, you are you okay now yeah this no is i was like breaking i was scratching picking at like my cuticles and then suddenly there was blood and i'm like oh crap we're all good now okay we're good um sorry i like didn't get to hear any of jonathan's his movie and i didn't get to hear any of his um thoughts on it that's all right let's hear your thoughts in the spoiler department yes so where do we want to start um first of all the first thing i wanted to mention the big thing that stuck out in my notes this is completely random but during the church scene did you notice that when all the white people were saying the prayer, there was the black dude, he was the the, the garbage yes. man, he was looking around. He was looking around like, like he didn't said nothing. I was like, <laughs> is he, I mean, he's got the I was, thing on his head, so is he like Jewish? And he's like, I'm, oh, oh, dang, I'm in the wrong church. Oh, I didn't I, catch the, I didn't catch the I thought the it was yarmulke. a yarmulke, because I, I was just like, it doesn't look large enough to be a beanie or anything. I thought he was like thinking in the way of like, you know, the movie get out like um i mean it's just like i i just love that scene makes me laugh because i'm just like that's a very funny joke of like the he's just like i mean if you know jesus the bible never outright denounces capital punishment i mean even jesus when he was on the cross wouldn't you think that would be the time to say you know (laughs) i'm just like no because he was he was suffering at the hands of capital punishment at the time He was I don't think that was a topic at the time. Thoughts to think to think to yourself to be like, please, Lord, forgive them for what they, they know not what they do. Also, y'all messed up for putting people on crosses. I just want y'all to know that real quick while I'm just up here. You know, I'll be here all week. 
(laughs) Of it not being a formative way to kill people. I mean, neither was like a lot of the methods people used up until like lethal injection. Electric chair. They had to like be the spun had to be anyway. Anyway, no no, not going to that topic. Um, Anyway. I didn't know until like I was kind of like halfway through the movie that I realized it was in Baltimore. I don't know why it never clicked in my head. Because I, I tried not to read the description or anything. And I was like, oh, where are they? Why did what, like it just looks like every like suburban style town. And then I don't know, I forget what it was. And they mentioned about being in Baltimore. And I was like, Baltimore, that's such a weird setting, I feel like. <laughs> well, first of all, I feel like if, if it was actually Baltimore, I feel like it would be a little tad bit more diverse. You mean- Secondly, <laughs> Other Secondly, than the white, the black Jewish guy in the <laughs> church. Secondly, uh, fun fact: um, all of John Waters' movies take place in and around Baltimore. So, like Baltimore, Maryland area. Yeah, he's from there. Um, which is interesting. Like Hairspray, that takes place in Baltimore. And I just like looked up quickly some of his other movies, and they all take place in Baltimore. I I like I like this movies. Um, like it threw me for a loop at first when it was like all of these events are real and we've changed the names to protect the victims and it made me laugh because at first I was like and then the movie starts and all this stuff happens and I was like this really happened? Let me look this up click 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 oh so it's a joke because and it made me it reminded me of Fargo which is also a dark comedy because they did the exact same thing yeah. Fargo says based on a true story it's not but that's kind of the joke it's supposed to be a, a play on the true crime genre like this movie and so I was like that's kind of cool I wonder if Far- this came out first and then Fargo saw it or Fargo came out first and then this movie did it I didn't look that oh, up. I guess I'll look that up now. So. Really quick. Uh, John Waters, apparently all of his films are set in Baltimore. Often okay. in working class neighborhoods of Ham- Hampton. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, I but, mean, um, write, write what you know. Yeah, well, so, that's where he apparently grew up. Um, uh, this, I did... So this movie came out first, and then Fargo came out in 96. Okay. So, yeah. He's five years old. God, this made me feel old, by the way, too, because they like really? reference like a blockbuster in there and like stuff like that. <laughs> Just a lot of things like, oh, do you know her phone number? And I'm like, I haven't thought of like memorizing somebody's phone number or anything. I know a few. Phone Everything's numbers. on my phone. You know phone numbers? Why do you know phone numbers? Of the, of the oh, most important people, I know my best friend's Literally, phone number, my mom's phone number. Everything is on this device. My dad's phone number and my sister's phone number. Those are like the numbers I know. I know. Those are the important nope. ones. I don't know anybody's phone number. I don't know anybody's address. I know nothing without the phone. Um, There's like. You... Oh, I was going to say. Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead go. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, Jerome, one thing you said was. Uh, in the middle of the movie, you look to see how much time there was left because you thought it was over. I did the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, there were a couple when, times I thought it was over. Yes, when <laughs> when they were breaking into that when they were when they were breaking into the house and um, they murdered the parents of the 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 kid. Yeah, I was like, oh, this seems like it is the climax of the movie. I thought they were going to get movie. caught at that point. Right. I thought the movie was and then over. I'm like, <laughs> right. And then I'm like, wait, I remember this movie had a church scene. I remember that church scene. So I'm like, did I just imagine that? And then it can't. It was the next scene after that. 
Oh, um, also, I was going to say, I was going to mention spoiler, and I, I looked it up, and I want to make sure I get it right. Um, uh, hold on. Because that reference to that short story... There it is. So it's uh so in the middle in the movie, remember when there's that uh lady that she kills with the uh the, meat. the, the lamb? Yep. That is a reference to Lamb to the Slaughter, a short story by Roald Dahl. I read it when I was in English class, in which a woman murders her husband with a frozen rack uh, rack of lamb. And then when the cops come to investigate, she cooks it up she cooks it. And then she's just like, oh, no, what happened to my husband? That's crazy. Hey, but, you know, y'all been working real hard. Like, y'all y'all want some of this lamb? You know, I, it was already cooked before he died. And they're like, oh, thanks, Mrs. So-and-so. We sure are, you know. <laughs> Glad to have a woman like you around. And Wait, they- so Royal Dahl made a story about a, a, a person a person getting killed by a lamb? I thought he only made Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the BFG. And he made witches. All those other he made dark things. books. If you read the real versions of those books, they are Charlie very dark. Charlie and Chocolate Factory is actually messed up with or without the book. Mm-hmm. Well, Children, yeah, but it's meant the, for kids. Children, yeah, a lot of things are meant for kids. I mean, Land of the Slaughter good. is not too adult. And the only thing, the most adult thing that happens is he, as a person gets murdered. <laughs> Past that, Frozen. it's kind of a comedy because then the cops eat the lamb, which is the murder weapon, and then they're just like, all right, we'll see you later. So I like that they referenced that in this movie. I, I would kill like, somebody with like a cool. frozen egg or something. Granted, I feel like you shouldn't say that the... on a recorded podcast. She Look, kills I'm not going to murder dog. anybody. <laughs> or uh, feeds <laughs> it to the dog. But feeds the lamb to the dog. So. As far as I know, nobody pisses me off enough. I get angry a lot, but nobody has pissed me off enough. To kill somebody? To, to want me to freeze an egg and then murder them with it. I feel bad for the husband. Cause there's, I love when he went like, through it when he pulls out all that serial killer stuff and finds the tape, and he's just like, "My wife's, a, my wife's a serial killer." I'm just going. Well, that's a you know, that. this is a good example for men to help women clean the house. Because if he had ever made just a freaking bed once in a while, she wouldn't have had it under there, now would she? But he can we just, also he talk made about an effort how- to change the sheets? So I'm saying. Can we also can we also talk about how dumb this family was specifically? Specifically, the kids. The daughter, especially. Sp- she is the most vapid person <laughs> oh, yeah. I've ever seen in my life. As soon well, as the camera takes like- picture of her, she has lost all focus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it, like that's how the like normal family was portrayed. Like everything was put on the mom. Husband was always working, and the kids were always just supposed to be like stupid teenagers that were like self-involved. Uh, I will say I did like uh, Matthew Lillard Lillard's character. He was good. A lot more than really I thought good. I was because I just think he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's done well in what he what he's been in that I've seen at least. Um I where agree. he's like and you know, he wasn't Scooby Doo, he was in Shaggy, so clearly always he has a shaggy to long me. history of like uh, trying to be a detective, trying to figure out who murdered who. Scooby Doo and Scream. They're like my favorite roles from him. I forgot he was in Scream, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's really good. I love the scene when that dude punches him in the face, like your mom killed my brother. Whap. Ah. Anyway, you know uh, they're making a movie about my mom though. For real, yo, who's gonna play my brother though? I don't know. You probably could get your fit in. Ah, cool. That's what's up. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, y'all gonna have this conversation? <laughs> Were you I mean, two seconds ago? That's what I. That's what I feel like. Wasp wasps families are like. 
those people who don't like talk about like anything that are just like they're just like oh we'll continue on with the conversation it's like i feel like this is actually probably good portrayal where they're just like sitting all well dressed up in court no emotion being like do you think she murdered anybody with the hamburger meat in the fridge because i would like that for dinner tonight <laughs> do you think that's evidence what 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 about like the ribs in the freezer? Is that evidence? Can we eat that? I don't know. She she may have contaminated all our food as evidence, but I just want the ribs. Ooh, easily one of my favorite characters in this movie is also Mrs. Puff. Um, Mrs. I was about to say Rose, Ooh, Rosemary, I, yes, uh, who is also Mrs. Puff and SpongeBob. She's great in this film. She's so cool. I was and super if you confused didn't when know, you said by like Mrs. Puff. No, I didn't and, know that. And oh, you didn't know that was Mrs. Puff? I didn't know that. I was about to say if you didn't know that that was Mrs. Puff from from just looking at her, you would know by the voice. I'm surprised you didn't know by the voice. Because her, yeah, it's iconic, iconic. And oh my I, God, I you're right. She, from when I first oh, saw her in the movie, I thought I initially thought she had died in the movie. I did too. I or you? Oh, you died. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought she had died life. in real life. Oh no! And then I had oh no! 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 Yeah, I was prepared alive. for that. I was like, oh god, she's still, still alive. alive dude, dude, no, she's still alive. No, she's still I. Kicking. I thought her character had died <laughs> in the movie, but her character lived in the movie. She has her uh yes, she did. Her eyes are uh like David Bowie's eyes too. Where she has like one forever dilated pupil. It was really oh, it, it was throwing me off at first. That. I was like, that's so crazy. But I was like but because I know I know David Bowie's eyes are like that, that I'm just like Oh, she that's does. Cool. That's, that's cool. Freaky. That she has like it, it 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 makes her more look more unique. Maybe that's why she hasn't had like a because I was looking up her filmography. She does a lot of voice work. Not a lot of live action filmography, though. Well, no, she was in Different mm-hmm. Strokes for a long time. That's true. Oh, that really? was also a, th- a big show she was in. Yeah, it was Different Strokes. I think once you get noticed for your voice as a character, you just be, you're you're that character. And well, there's a lot of, like, easier, you have to. It's probably do- easier on the bones, too. You know, you don't have to do a lot. Like, well, think, she's, she's think about, like, woman. every Simpsons character. They're no longer, like, a lot of them don't do acting. They do voiceover work now. Mm-hmm. Once you get in there, you get in there. Um, I like how they, I like how they like portrayed like the cops at the <laughs> beginning, where they're all kind of like just bumbling fools. Hey, we're here to ask you just a few questions while we eat the lamb, and kind of like they take nothing seriously because it's you know how the mom is presenting herself. When and she's doing I like the that, bird like, thing, deep- though, I was at first I thought they were like crazy too, where they're just like, "Ha ha ha, Mrs. Beverly." But I love that when they get as soon as they get in the car, they're like. All right, did you? All right, for real though, did you hear her co- cooing at the birds? <laughs> like th- that was weird, right? And he's like, "Nah, that was yeah." Weird. I know, it's whatever. Was, I'm like, "Okay, good." There's I'm, a moment I'm where glad. you walk away and you're just weirded out by everything. Like, yeah, why is she cooing at birds? I thought it was funny too that that uh, her reasonings for killing people in this movie are re- some of them are just like about to say justified, but most of them are super funny. Like when they're eating chicken and she's like. Those are birds. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you ain't cook chicken or pheasant for your family ever. <laughs> what was the most nonsensical kill that she had? Probably the probably the chicken. Right? I, for me, it's yeah, the, the chicken. chicken. Oh, the chicken. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know actually. Or you know what? Because like, <laughs> you, like the fact that she never fed her family chicken bothers me more so. <laughs> like, what do you serve on, like, Thanksgiving then for that 
a typical family, she would have to have done the giant bird, no? Like the Probably. turkey. So like, how do you well, explain vegan. that? That should. She could go vegan. She murdered somebody and then ate a a lamb. That's like the least <laughs> vegan no, thing ever. No, she fed it ever. to the dog. Oh yeah, that's right. That's no, she fed a piece of it to the dog. And then she like, I think she just dropped it, and he probably ate the rest. Mm. Um, I don't like lambs. The not the most nonsensical one was Scotty, though. Now that I think about it, only because it'd be one th- like at least the chicken stuff they got murdered by themselves. So there's nobody around, so it makes sense that she got away with it. This one, literally, the lights come down on him, and then he's on fire, and nobody stops this. He just nobody <laughs> helps him at all. They think all it's a of part of the show. Accessory, accessory to murder. <laughs> they think it's a part of the okay, show. No, the audience thinks it's part of the show, but the band knows that this isn't part of the show because they are. Yeah, the show. but like, create the theater. No offense, Jonathan. I love you and I respect your crap. But theater people are freaking weird, man. They'll go on like these five sometimes. People. These are concert people. These, these are this is a rock these band. These are two different op- Yeah, this is two different <laughs> Which, things. Okay, concert and band people are even worse. These people like see their like crew falling down okay, in the I middle from offense. heat stroke. I, I, I consider myself a concert person and a theater person. Well, your groups are weird. Okay, also, like I respect you know, Meta- I respect your craft, but like one of your kind just falls down, you'll just drag them off stage and keep going out with the play. I have you know, Metallica has stopped many a uh, death metal jam. Like, and we have talked for, about for in other episode in an episode before about death and heavy metal people actually being very sweet people. It's very different. That's very different. Travis Scott has has stopped concerts to like stop people from getting kicked out of his concert. Right. So again, different type. I'm talking about like bands, like with the tubas and stuff, and then like theater people and plays. (laughs) That's a concert with all due respect. (laughs) With all due respect. What do any of those? Anyway, the point is, is that camel lips, people which are is weird. literally what the band is called. And at first, I was like, "Why are they called camel lips?" And then there's a close up on her crotch. And at first, I didn't catch the joke, and I was just like, "All right, that's a really egregious shot, cameraman." But then, like, I caught a glimpse of it just before they cut. I was like, "Wait a minute, rewind that back," and then you just see the ki- the clear camel toe. I was just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> that Never was mind. like the most eighth grade joke ever. I yeah. think yeah, it was a very like <laughs> lowbrow joke. But I mean, to be fair, this is a movie. It's something where you don't a- really expect from a movie made in 1994. Just, Even though I know they they did make these types of movies in 1994, it's just that it's I feel still like just the- very like off like oh my god, why though? I think I think I mean it's the point of like I, I expected it because it's a movie where literally Scotty's whole character is that he likes porn. That's it. There is, we yeah, don't know anything really about gross. this kid past the fact that he likes porn. That's it. And then there's a scene where he's jerking it and the whole bed is moving. I mean, he's shifting walls. And you're just like, and it's just like, at that point, the camel lips joke is like the bottom of the barrel compared to the other ridiculous things in this movie. It's not even also, at the top of what? the list. I don't like the children's names, Misty and Chip. I like them because they're still. I feel like those are the typical all American names that they wanted to go with. (laughs) They feel. They just. Misty (laughs) makes. Like, Misty's whole thing about being. Like, where she's like, he just said if I lose a few pounds, I'll, uh, like, he'll date. He'll, uh, take me to, like, on a date or whatever. 
and all her family Carl. is really supportive and they're just like honey that's just mean like if he's telling no he should love you for who you are she's just like you guys don't understand i'm like don't understand they are literally being the most supportive family they could be right now all right you don't need to lose your way for nobody you better love all of you girl <laughs> better love girl <laughs> Uh, most of the jokes in this, I thought, you know, held up fairly well. There was, um, one joke though, where she was, the, the, uh, woman was checking out Annie at Blockbuster and she returned a uh, ghost dad and she was like, I love Bill Cosby pictures. I'm like, that didn't, didn't age quite well. <laughs> But no, that was, no, it, it almost not. seemed in the, in the moment, it almost seemed like it was like well, somehow a, like a for, psycho- for, foreshadowing. Well, a psychopath loves Bill Cosby. So no, yeah, this is one of were... the victims. She's not Beverly. Oh, one of the victims. Yeah. Right. It was the woman oh, that was right. singing on her couch with her dog licking her feet. Yeah. That was gross. She's just like, <laughs> get them all wet. I was like, what the fuck? What is going on? <laughs> Like, my if sister some... lets her dogs lick her face, and I'm always so disgusted by it. She's like, go oh, give me a kiss. I'm like, no, the dogs, I have seen them actually eat poop. Do not let these dogs lick your face. I'm like, that's why you have acne. And she's like, oh, but I, they love me <laughs> oh and I love them. And I'm like, God, no. I... If someone listens to this episode and just hears piece by piece each part of the movie, I Look, can't imagine what they're it's... thinking. But well, the movie's kind of like the podcast right now. There, it was like all over, the all place. over the place. Yeah, because the only thing that like <laughs> stayed steady was how her level of crazier got. She went from like, oh, psycho mom that maybe has a little killing thing going on the side, to straight out, I'm gonna just murder everybody who comes near me. I love though, like she, that she she she's not. I thought it was gonna be a thing where the twist was she was gonna kill her family or something. But I love that she's like, no, I'm a good mom. You know, I take care of the kids or whatever. Just don't litter, and and I won't have to won't have to cut you. But you know, when when it comes dinner time, you know, I'll be there and I'll, I'll cook a nice meal and it's okay. And I'm just like, no, no, it's not okay, Beverly. <laughs> You're murdering people. <laughs> Please stop. I mean, can't be wrong. She's a good mom. She makes sure her kids, you know, are happy and fed. She makes sure they eat little ang- little ingrates, <laughs> and she does support um, them. You know, Misty when that when uh, what's his name Dave or whatever was with another woman Carl. or Carl, Carl when Carl was with another woman, her mom uh to went the extra mile. She didn't just tell her daughter, "No, honey, you're beautiful the way you are." She did that and killed her and killed her. <laughs> Well, Kill I won't lie. That was probably a good part of her doing that because if he was making her, her so insecure, think about if he actually did start dating her or like manipulated her into other stuff. She was kind of saving her daughter from a to- very toxic relationship in the future. You know, maybe murder wasn't necessary, but it was her only reasonable actions in her mind so like she kind of was protecting her daughter from having a really bad relationship to be fair which at a very young age he wasn't trying to come on to her at all like he was i feel like as soon as he pulled up he was very clear with her like no i'm just we're just friends you help me study yeah but you didn't need to make those snarky comments (laughs) she's just been like get the hell away from me that would have probably got him murdered but that would have made 
it more like, oh, he didn't need to be murdered. Also, I Matthew Lillard's character confused me for a while because at first I thought it was like, okay, you know your mom's like an actual killer, right? And not just people are just saying that, like she actually kills people. And then for a while I thought he did know that. And then later it's almost like he doesn't because as soon as she like tries to kill the lady from the video store, he's like, oh no, my mom's going to kill her. I'm just like, that's what everyone's been saying for the whole movie. Did you just get the memo or something? (laughs) It's like, are you trying to protect your mom or are you trying to frame her? Or not frame her, but like, like, like get her. Not get her, but like, like monetize off of her. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe he didn't believe it. Maybe he was just like, she can't do it. It's like you think of like a mom being like, no, I can't do that type of thing. And then you kind of come to realize you're like, oh, she could probably kill somebody. To Oh, crap. She is going to kill somebody. Oh, I should probably do something. And uh, I, I also thought she was going to kill the woman with the curly short hair. Um, Dottie. Who she kept pranking. Yeah. Um, th- that woman who kept, who she kept pranking over the phone. I love, and she that. had ample opportunity. She to wasn't pranking well. her. She was she was harassing that woman. Yeah, yeah. That, at that point, she, you're was, she was stalking. Her. She was stalking, harassing, and like causing mental damage. Also, and I believe it was all over a parking spot too. Park, yep. Because she took that was like the original. That yeah. made me laugh too. Because I was like, then you get the flashback. I was like. I mean, what did she do to you? Why are you so mean? And then it's just like, I was like, did she take her part? Are you serious? And then she took her parking space. I was like, are you serious? This is, <laughs> that's it. I mean, I get it. I would be, I would be annoyed, but I'm not going to kill nobody or at least harass. She didn't kill her, but I wouldn't harass her to this level. You keep calling her. You're sending her death threats. <laughs> Granted, though, it did make me laugh where she couldn't say, she couldn't curse or anything in front of a man. But she's he's like, do you feel comfortable saying it in front of a woman cop? Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. And it's like, she was just there. I'm just like, All right, was, was she already prepared for this for this to happen? And then she's like, go ahead. And I love I love the woman they picked. Because it's an un- in- inherent joke in and of itself. That it's like this soup. It's not just this dainty lady. It's like this burly big woman. <laughs> <laughs> Who's just as big as he is. And she's just like, okay. And then she just says it. And he's right there. I'm like, he's still in the room. So technically, you still said it in front of a dude. So I mean, what was your what was yeah, your Yeah, but she was like lady? focusing on, on the woman instead. I don't know. And like this whole movie did it. I, it was just kind of weird. <laughs> it felt definitely like a movie you would watch in the 80s or the 90s. Mostly because it was like on late night TV, and after you watch it, you're like, "I'm not sure what I watch, but I think I'd watch it again for some reason." You know what I mean? Like, there's those movies that don't entirely make sense to you, but you do enjoy them, and you would probably watch it again. But you probably won't talk about it later for sure because you can't really explain. How do you explain a movie? Oh yeah, so this like mom that nobody thinks about is kind of weird, but like. Not like crazy, crazy, but then you find out she's starting to murder everybody. But they don't really show like too gruesome a murder. She's not kidnapping and hiding people in her basin type of Ted Bundy style. She kind of just kills people with whatever's around, you know, like a leg of lamb or like 
fire, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden she really presents herself well when she's taken to court. By the way, that whole court scene was actually pretty good. Yes, That's what I was going to say. However, yeah, I was uh, like, she, she did a terrible job representing herself, at least in front of the jury, because I'm just like, you're doing the O.J. Simpson thing where you're just making it like seem like everybody else is like you're just riling up people to the point where they get crazy. And then and then. Well, that was the whole thing. Me. She couldn't the witness. Well, she couldn't uh, she couldn't discredit her murders. She, the, everybody kind of knew she did. it. I know. But she, that's like, like hmm. at that point, if I was in that jury, I'd be like, nobody's leaving until we say guilty because she hasn't proved at all that she did not kill any of these people <laughs> well kind i mean kind of because it's like you can clearly see from this town they could churn on one of each other so maybe they all just decided in this weird little suburban town they all decided hmm, we want to get her out of the way she's kind of and if it wasn't for double been jeopardy taking our parking spot and stuff she would have she would definitely be uh uh tried again after killing a juror after you just won the court case. Actually, I mean, she could be tried for the juror's death. That's for not wearing white after Labor Day. I love it. She's just like, no, you don't understand. Fashion's changed. No, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, nobody should really wear white. I don't think it's a very flattering color on anybody. I Here's the thing, too, though. Uh, despite how much fun I had watching this movie and all the great scenes in it, the reason I say it's not as... I wouldn't say it's as good as anything like Cable Guy or even Fargo is because this movie feels like it doesn't really have a plot as much as it's just a collection of scenes that somebody wrote that would be fun to do. And they're just all cobbled together because it's like one like because like you said, Jonathan, it had a pretty solid plot when uh, when it, uh, eventually when it ramps up to them, uh, her murdering those two uh, patients of her husband's. But then after that, then it's like, then the movie is like, all right, now I'm going to church. Church? When did you imply that you guys go to church? Or even like you're just, and it's just a scene. It's just to have this fun joke with the pastor and all this fun stuff. Then you have the lamb scene where it just feels, again, kind of like random that we're here. But it's funny I mean, and we're having a good time. And from that point on, it just seems like it's just a collection of scenes upon scenes upon scenes that don't really feel like they tie together as well as they could, at least in my I opinion. agree with you in that sense, but I think it does have a plot because it stems from the whole... If you had to think about it, what would a suburban mom kill for? If she was able to be a serial killer on her own, she would go just, you know, go kill, but she has to... Be there for her family. She cares about her children, so she can only really get out these murderous like feelings towards anybody. Either they they upset her about her child, or little things that don't bother us because there are bigger issues we face. She doesn't have uh, money issues. She doesn't have housing issues. Her kids are kind of crappy, but like they're not on drugs or pregnant at fourteen or like some crap like that. So like. <laughs> What does she have to kill for? So she could just finds little things like, well, I want to be a murderer. I want to kill people. So I need to find something like that I can justify in my own mind, which ends the whole little weird like, well, he upset my daughter. Well, she's wearing white after Labor Day. 
type of deal. I think it has a plot in the sense that we don't understand it because we can't understand it. Because we wouldn't kill for the tiny little things like that. I it was giving me very much Norm, Norma Bates. Like yeah. I would, I would do anything for my son. Um, I was gonna say I think that that type of relationship I, or anything for my family, which, that type of deal. Misty was a little shit, but like yeah. Chip did love his mom. He was like behind her, like you know, I, you didn't do it. But even he when they kind of figured she out, she did do Scotty. it. <laughs> After that, he's yeah, but even then, he was still at her trial to the end and was like still supportive and like wasn't like, I can't believe you murdered Scotty, blah blah blah. He was like, It'll be okay, mom. I think, uh, I'd rather I retract it's not so much that the movie because, yeah, you're right, Alex. It's like it's not that the movie doesn't have a plot, it's that it doesn't weave together, I think, as tight as it could. Yeah, it's it feels like it gets away from itself a little bit and kind of gets sucked into the premise of just like, let's have fun with this like serial killer mom killing people for like dumb reasons, like putting your seatbelt on, um, which is fun and great, but it doesn't feel like it kind of weaves as tightly yeah, as I... it could, at least in the end, in the beginning, it's very tight. Like it's very clear what's going on and, uh, they get into the kills a lot earlier than I thought they would like, with the teacher. <laughs> well, starting off from the yeah. fly. She she murdered that fly. Yeah, but everybody easily. kills flies. People don't just kill your high school, kill high school teachers on a daily basis. And run over them repeatedly. I lo- uh, yeah, what was that the- is a little intense. I do agree. <laughs> what was the, the deal with the motif of the gum? Because it, it's at the beginning, it's particularly present at the beginning of the movie when she keeps saying, um, she, she like says to her, her son or daughter, I can't remember which one. She's like, no gum daughter. in the house. Okay. Yeah. The daughter, she says no gum in the house. And then the police officer, she's like, excuse me, we do not have gum in this household. She so, makes him spit out the gum. I think that's a and reference. Then the, and then the teacher, the teacher has, has, is chewing gum when he's murdered. Maybe it's just like a thing with her. I don't it's know. It's a reference to the idea behind like not chewing gum, especially in like uh, a proper setting, like when I was in church or whatever. Yes, people pass gum, but you're not supposed to have gum because it's a, it it's it shows a lack of class because the whole time you're just, like the whole time. So it's like it's kind of a class thing of just like having um, not being like you know constantly chewing on something or eating or something or even smacking your lips if like you chew with your mouth open. Um, so I think that's uh, yeah, what they were getting yeah. at, like from a suburban mom standpoint of like, my children are very proper. and Don't do things like that. Um, Chew gum. But you know. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, they used to, that was like a big deal when I went to like uh, the private school I went to when I was younger. They made a big deal about uh, chewing or having anything in your mouth during class. Yeah. Which, of course, I never listened to. I had chipmunk cheeks, so I could just hide things in my cheeks real easily. Uh, probably why I have so many cavities now. But I didn't notice that, actually. I didn't even think about that. That's because the movie kind of forgets about it, too. It just drops off. Well, well, no, yeah, with the whole gum thing, I didn't realize, yeah, she had was so prominent about, like, spit out the gum, no gum in my house or stuff like that. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but that was, yeah, very prominent in a lot of the settings and how she was so focused on it. 
And it kind of gave an uneasy feeling too, especially with the police officer was like, oh, is that how she's going to end up like killing him because of the yeah. gum? Because he wasn't going to spit it out. You got to like, be big and bold to tell me what I can and can't chew on in my mouth. <laughs> Have me spitting out some gum. Because I walked I think into it's your house. Is this a conversation you've had with somebody or something that you just got a flashback? No. <laughs> and somebody demanded you not chew gum around them? Uh, There's like an actual, like, like a, not a mental, like an audio, like, issue that people have where they can't with handle the sound. the sound. Yeah, the sound of somebody chewing. They're like, they physically hate people when they chew around them. And I'm like, I, that's crazy. It bothers me if people so are, intense. like, eating loud. Like that's that's that is what gets me. Like for example, in the chicken scene when they're chewing that chicken, and it's like all these close up. You hear, um, 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 yeah, like, that, that though that was like a, that bothered me. That I don't was, want to see anybody chewing chicken. So that was gross. And and John Waters, um, I, the only other movie of his I've seen is Hairspray, and I know this is his like style. His style is very weird, eccentric. And he has those scenes and those moments and shots that are like almost gross or grotesque, like the chicken scene or the scene when you just see like the the dentist office and they just have a close up on the dude's mouth that and didn't the bother filling. Me. I I was that like, bothered me. I would, that didn't bother that, me at all. Um, that bothered me very much. Although what did bother me, I was like, "You're a terrible dentist. You ain't give him no anesthetics or nothing. You ain't knock him out. <laughs> you ain't numb his mouth. You just you just going straight for it." <laughs> I mean, sometimes people don't want that stuff at the dentist. I feel like he, in particular, probably needs it. Whether he wants it or not, you fit to get this mask, big fella. <laughs> My mom gets uh, root canals and teeth pulled without any Novocaine. She'll just go for it because she doesn't like how Novocaine makes her feel afterwards. And I'm like, that's terrifying. <laughs> and I'm a little upset because I've had multiple root canals. And nobody has ever offered me the laughing gas. They've only given me Novocaine or nothing, and I'm just like, come on, I I wouldn't mind getting gas. I probably wouldn't because I don't like that thought. I've only but been still, it's nice to be offered. And that was for them to take all four of my wisdom teeth out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did like I've, w- did, I've always been every, anytime I so I've had my I've had uh, teeth taken out three times. One time I got baby teeth taken out. One time I got. Uh, for adult teeth taken out, and the last time I got my wisdom teeth taken out, and all three times I was put under anesthesia. Why'd you have your baby teeth taken out? I think because my mouth was like too crowded. That's why I had my adult teeth taken out too, because my mouth was too crowded. <laughs> you have too many teeth for your mouth. What? You have too many teeth for your mouth. Yeah, shark teeth. No, I had. You were shark boy. You have a shark mouth. Yeah, you're a shark boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's I why you have, have such a big smile. <laughs> you have the teeth for it. I still have my uh, shark teeth, the, the 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 canines, so they didn't take those out. I wanted, but Jonathan, it was the ones behind them. You said shark teeth. I want so bad to be like shark bait. Hoo ha ha! I thought shark baby. <laughs> oh, baby shark. Anyway, yeah, uh, but um. <laughs> I will say also one of the things I really enjoyed uh, about this movie too is uh, how gory it is. Like it is for it to be a dark comedy, they do not spare on the blood. 
Like they're just like, nah, nah, you gonna see all of this. In fact, one dude he gets his liver ripped out, which it would not come out whole like that in with no tiny hole where you just poked it into his his side. Like it wouldn't come out that whole. But still, I was like, That's his li- You taking livers now, Beverly? <laughs> Why would that come out like if you just I mean, it's attached to other things, so I feel like it would rip before you just got the whole liver. No, (laughs) I feel like the cords would rip. I I don't know how the liver's attached to other things. I know it's like attached, but and then she was worried when she took it out. She was worried about. She's like, she's like, I don't want to touch it. You just stabbed a man. And you don't even just oh in my, my head. My as nerves. I saw that scene, I was like, I, my jo- my joke was going to be that when the other dude walked. Also, I rewinded that scream like six times because <laughs> it's like it's one of the, it's just like the Wilhelm scream. It's one of those like pre-recorded screams that are in like other movies. And so we just oh Rrr! yeah, that they couldn't resist that <laughs> weird high pitched thing. It made me laugh so much. <laughs> and uh but when he walked in my joke for him was gonna be like oh my god he's still pissing <laughs> just dead on the floor still I peeing some... the whole time <laughs> i just think that like murders were like kind of weird and how she was like getting away from them like for real how do you not direct she she was a messy murderer how do you not find like direct evidence to this woman Exactly. Like all the things you literally were like touching the body and pulling out the liver. You don't, you no fingerprints or anything. They're terrible cops. Heck, he's there. Like touching, like she didn't want to touch the liver, but she touched the liver. That dude is there, right? (laughs) He's he's investigating the murder, and then, but then, like the girlfriend of the murder victim starts coming on to him, which is a whole other set of issues, because, like, your boyfriend just died, and you're already moving on. But anyway, so, like, the girlfriend of the murder victim is coming on to him, and he's like, oh, well, forget the murder. This girl is fine. It's fine as hell. Yeah. And it's like, no! Focus on the task at hand. A man literally just died two literally seconds ago. just minutes ago. His liver's out! And not on ice! <laughs> So it's not usable if he was a donor. <laughs> like, like, I mean, he has other organs. I mean, the the, the major problem is probably that it has a hole in it. But <laughs> I'm just saying. Technically, you only have like a couple hours span to get those organs out and like into other people or on ice. I just say, so yeah, it's just he his but all his his whole body because they're just sat, standing there chilling. None of his organs are usable now. It's just. Like, they're terrible police officers. I do love the garbage men, though, are the ones that throw me off the most. I'm like, you're supporting a serial killer. They're just like, yeah, they're just like, yeah I hate Rosemary. Yeah, I hate her, too. Somebody, it's like, well, Jesus Christ. Like, I will lie. A lot, of the, a lot of the people that she killed were kind of like <laughs> those people you'd find in a grocery store or like the entitlement. So, like, of course, like trash people even though they make good money they're gonna get treated like really you know below standard because they're like oh it's trash who cares who cares about those people it's like no they probably live in a nicer house than you let it be known like, though beverly doesn't nobody beverly uh you can't say she's a karen she only kills white people white people are who annoys her 
Well, that has nothing to do with being a Karen. I'm just saying. She just kills what's around her. She's in the white suburbs. <laughs> I'm just They're saying. They're fine with burning the entitlement to people. She killed the black garbage man. She she was about to kill the black garbage Mrs. man she, didn't do anything, and neither did like the Jewish black man. She they was were about just to, chilling in the background. She was about to kill Mrs. Puff because <laughs> she didn't recycle. Like, look, the planet is dying. You know what, Mrs. That's Puff could have been used. Yes. You know what? I love the her. Yes, everybody should used re- to help. Every, yeah, everybody should everybody recycle. Should recycle. Her excuse PSA, is please. that she doesn't have compost recycle. Yeah, her excuse is that there's not enough but space it's not in an my kitchen. To kill somebody. But here's my argument to that. I'm like, you know where our recycling bin is in the garage. So it's just like there's no excuse. You can make time. <laughs> you can make a bin. Yeah, and you know if she's dead, I mean technically. Her body can be used as like fertilizer for the ground, and that helps to, you know do trees. All right, Mufasa, ground. calm down with the circle of life talk. <laughs> circle of life. <laughs> Look, you, uh, I just yeah. Um, recycle. Hmm. I don't know how much longer you guys will talk about this movie because I don't really have any much more to say. We can, we can get into our last thoughts because we're about to, we're almost we're almost yeah. at time. Uh, I was just so gonna say get into our I think thoughts. I give this movie definitely uh, a solid um, A minus. I did have fun. Uh, it's not an A plus. I think for me, like a, a Fargo and like Cable Guy are A pluses for me as far as dark comedies go. But uh, Cable Man, really? Cable Guy. Cable Guy, whatever. Yeah, with uh, Jim Carrey and Matthew Roderick. I know, I know. Yeah, those movies are great. I love that movie. Continue with um, But I love the like. I think this movie is fun. It's very animated. Uh, in both like the kills and also the characters like everyone is a great character actor in this um and they just play up their roles and ham it up really well uh i think just for me personally it loses a few points in that the plot itself kind of loses track of itself near the end a little bit and it just feels like it's just a movie where it's like fun scenes great scenes they're very funny uh but they just kind of it just kind of keeps going until we get back to the court and then when we get to the courtroom then it kind of focuses back up and it's like all right let's get back to the story a little bit um that be but besides that though i had a great time watching this movie it's very funny in my opinion i enjoyed it uh and uh i would uh recommend it for those who are fans of dark comedy um especially dark comedy from the 90s <laughs> 90s were a weird time man. not to be known though you will see a lot of boobs there's a lot of nudity in <laughs> On behalf of Scotty. <laughs> Alex, what is your rating and reasons right. for this rating? <laughs> Transitioning from that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I would give it a B. Just because it's not a movie. If you try to put a lot of like logic and depth into these characters, you're not going to have a fun time. If you're trying to think about like all these like little stuff and things. It's not a, it's not a deep movie. It's a fun movie. It's a stupid movie. <laughs> but it's like entertaining and you know, there were just moments where you're like so so confused to the situation that's going on, but you're still having fun with it. And I think the whole and I think the actress um what was her name? Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner, thank you. Kathleen Turner does a great job because she straight up has a, a psycho serial killer vibe to her. 
and yet she's still always smiling and very put together and all this stuff. Uh, the other characters are kind of like loose and like whatnot, but she maintains this character. I feel really well. Um, and like I said, again, don't try to put too much like thought into the film. It is a nineties film, you know, and it is a black comedy and it's nonsense. And if you watch it, just enjoy it. And just, I know with a lot of movies nowadays, they always have a lesson attached to it. If you need one, she loves her kids. The lesson here is, the end, you know, if your mom's a killer. She loves her killer, children and that's the most important thing. Exactly. You know, if your mom's a serial killer, just uh, support her, you know, so that you can you live know, you to don't see another to, day. You don't have to approve of what she did, but just sit behind her, you know, in court. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so, yeah, like a D. And I'm also like wondering, why did you Did you say a D? Movie? I thought you said a B. A B, sorry. Uh, I, I was going to say, why, Jonathan, did you put, pick this particular movie again? Because this does not seem like your style of movie either. <laughs> okay, again, disclaimer. I don't know if you were gone when I said this part, but um, so I had, on- I had only ever seen this version, or I had only ever seen this movie in its TV right, version. Right, no, I was here for that, but like, even going off the TV version because i feel like it's different but it's still the same plot of her just the murders and stuff and like hers like that's what i'm like i didn't think the style of movie honestly was your style it (laughs) is i i i enjoyed it a lot um when i first watched it because i don't know it was just one of those things where you're scrolling through the tv for something to watch when you're bored on a saturday afternoon and then you you come across that movie um and you're like what is this oh she's cute oh she and she's doing all of these nonsensical things and then you see that it's going to be on a second time like a couple years later and and then you're like yeah i need to watch this and so like 10 or so years after that i'm like i want to come back to this enjoyment that i felt and um i guess i could bring me to my rating which i will also give this an a minus um i really enjoyed kathleen turner's performance I thought she did an excellent job with that duality of the perfect mom and housewife, plus also violent murder who killed people for wearing white after Labor Day. (laughs) And it was cool to get to see a young Matthew Lillard before the Scooby-Doo days and a young um, Ricky Lake after the the hairspray craze and yeah it was just and mrs puff obviously so the cast um that's one of the things that stood out to me as well getting to see um all these people who i've like grown up watching and overall i feel like it's just such like an odd movie because of how weird it is and how just like nonsensical everything is, um, which is probably why I give it an A minus, which is why it gets the minus uh, because like there's a point where I feel like things get a little too unexplainable and too weird and like too grotesque and may, and that's she kills maybe somebody like a with little lamb. bit over. But yes, here's the, and that's that. here's the detail I forgot to leave out. In Lamb to the Slaughter, the short story, the lamb is frozen. 
So it's like a brick of ice, which makes sense why she can bludgeon someone to death. In this movie, mm-hmm. it's fully cooked, so it should be soft. There's no way you're just going to well, murder her that well, easily. No, no, no. You will murder I her, but it'll take doubt. time. So, okay, no, 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 but though, lamb is actually a little bit difficult to cook, and if you overcook it, it actually becomes really tough and hard, and then they didn't remove the bone either, so the bone with tough meat, I could see it like causing damage. Maybe not killing, but ca- causing pretty good damage when you hit me with it. Nobody wants to get hit with meat. At least I hope nobody wants to get hit with meat. There are weird. There are people out there, you know, to each their own. But still, go on, Jonathan. But that's that's pretty much it. the the grotesqueness of it, uh, and the shock factor is a little bit over my line. Although I still enjoyed everything that the movie gave me, um, and I understand that that's John Waters' style. So um, I I have no choice but to live with it and watch it and enjoy it. So overall, I I enjoyed watching it again after after a while, and um, I am happy I got to watch it again. Yes. Well, it was a nice uh, flashback, you know, back to the nineties. A mm. simpler time. Wonder what the simpler next movie is going to be for the next trivia episode. Yes, you better start thinking. Well, don't start thinking. Start getting your trivia, you know, getting you going to the trivia gym and get ready. Because when we have the next round, I plan on taking the belt back. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You were cocky once before and see what happened. (laughs) Nah, but see, that's the thing about trash talk. You don't stop talking to trash. You keep talking trash until you lose. And even then, after you lose, you still keep talking trash. Until you eventually win. You don't stop talking trash until you become the trash. Nah, you never become trash when you talk a trash. Yeah, well, you kind of become the trash when you lose. Yeah. Only if you lose enough times. You know, at that point, then you just start shanking up the competition. I'm going to go keep... Oh, this is no. going to be the third This is now the third podcast. Shank up, which is, up. by the way, not a proper, like... <laughs> phrase i feel like right that's not how you say Listen, stuff i want my own it's, shirt it's, all right y'all got y'all's okay <laughs> you got you got the new year i'm Denny. not a part of this brand jonathan's Shank got the up. at me this one all right everything. mine is don't get shanked up <laughs> in this hotel Wait, Wait, what what is is Jonathan? new year dead me that's alex's oh yeah that's right mine is God. don't get shanked up in this me. hotel what is jonathan's at me <laughs> over and over and over again on the shirt. It's just a list of at me, at me, at me. <laughs> Actually, Jer- Jerome, uh, listening to our old podcast, yours is a lot of Alex, no. <laughs> when I tend to say something that sounds a little more cr- incriminating. And then it's usually followed by Jonathan going, uh, for legal reasons. <laughs> or that kind of sounds like you did commit murder once. Which was an actual statement from one of our podcasts. And I had to make a disclaimer that no, I have not murdered anybody. That we know of. It's not a verb. <laughs> well, I, all right. I used to sleepwalk. There might have something occurred. I don't know. <laughs> Never know. Anyway. Well, all right. That's our episode. We hope you enjoyed this review of Serial Mom. We hope you, if you haven't already, 
can get a chance to watch the movie so you know what it's we're free talking on peacock. about all this madness so, it's free yeah, on peacock. peacock go ahead and watch it yes you with sure? commercials it's it's free with commercials but if you get the seven day trial then you don't have to do the commercials anyway just yeah just go over to the peacock just enjoy and mm-hmm. yes enjoy well all right we're gonna wrap up here uh jerome where can people find you on social media? You can find me at not Jerome Rhett on Instagram and also at RoboZoo Media on Instagram to find out all the other things I'm doing outside of this jam. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, where can people find you at? Uh, I'm mainly on Instagram at Alex and Nobody, and then I handled the podcast's TikTok account, which is the first one to die. Where I make random little videos and then show clips of, you know, little comments we have had. Nice. And you can find me at Jonathan Keys. You can follow us at uh, The First Ones to Die anywhere you please. You can also email us, The First Ones to Die at gmail.com. Please give us a like, a subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're listening to us through a podcast app, feel free to give us a follow. And we will see you all next time on the next episode of The First Ones to Die. Later. Bye. Peace.